Hello Mum Can't Cook fans, we are going to start the episode in just a moment, but we have an announcement first. We have a new piece of merch in the Mum Can't Cook store. It's a Halloween t-shirt, Andy, tell me all about it. In honour of Halloween Town this week's decon, we have made a Monsters of Varying Levels of Attention to Detail (laughs) t-shirt, featuring some of the Monsters of Varying Levels of Attention to Detail you will find in Halloween Town. You haven't listened to the episode yet, this won't make sense, but we had so much fun with this premise of these dodgy monsters in Halloween Town. (laughs) That we thought it would be fun to make a t-shirt. So yeah. you can go grab grab that if you want to at momcantcookstore.com. Yeah, in about 15 minutes, this will all make total sense and you will be racing to that URL to purchase <laughs> yourself this excellent t-shirt. Go and have a look. The design is wonderful. It's got some excellent monsters of varying levels of attention to detail in there. It's got some, some monsters. Some real stuff going on there. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this t-shirt advertisement. And now here's the theme song. I'm a fish boy. Here it comes. I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun Who plays basketball, come to my smart house Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry Because I'll bet my mom can't Let's watch a Disney Channel movie Let's watch a Disney Channel movie and that movie this week is... <laughs> oh, that didn't go very well. And let um, me, let me. Yeah, you do. And that movie this week is... <laughs> oh, that's better. That's Halloween good. Halloween Town. That's good. I'll whack some reverb on that in post. So oh, damn, that's going to really sizzle. Friday on Disney, it's Halloween Town. Marty Cromwell's family can't be normal. Why? Because her grandmother's a witch. Totally. And she lives in Halloween Town, where it's Halloween all the time. Halloween is cool. Well, battling an evil shadow creature is just not normal. Oh, it's normal and vastly overrated. Find out more about Marty Cromwell's family's vastly strange powers. Powers? What powers? It's Disney Channel's original movie, Halloween Town. Friday at 9, 10, 8, 10 Central, right after Under Wraps, part of Zoop Weekends. Yeah, vital stats on the movie. It's a 1998 Disney Channel original movie. The first installment in the Halloween Town series, which, as you know, contains four films. Four films! That's got to be the most sequeled decom. And they, I think it must be, and they make it all the way to the fourth film before recasting the main character. So, you yeah, know. Because she's like 36. At that yeah. I don't know why they think they can keep going back to the Halloween Town well because the, I mean <laughs> the first one I would okay just to get this up front yeah I reckon this is the worst one we've watched so far and this is coming from me massive fan of Halloween I'm thinking about you lucky dog I think I had a better time watching you lucky dog <laughs> than Halloween Town I mean I know that every time we do this andy you complain especially with the sort of sci-fi or fantasy ones about mm-hmm. the decoms that don't seem to bother interrogating their own fiction <laughs> yeah. and halloween town is uh-huh. the, the biggest culprit of this you can you can possibly imagine uh where to be start us off andy where should we be, where should we begin okay well halloween town genuinely opens the same way that the movie halloween by john carpenter does <laughs> which is a slight like a shot of a pumpkin and the the kind of the credits over it. it's the same it's, yeah, the it's same an, deal. an iconic visual right we get a, uh, a it's it's a family they're at home on halloween yeah there's uh two daughters a son and a mother the mother is played by judith hogue who played april o'neill in the teenage mutant ninja turtle films so that's uh, 
bit of star power there. Uh, there's no father around. <clears throat> he's died. Um, he's died of Halloween, probably. He's died of Halloween, probably. Vampire got him. But yeah, so it's it's Halloween night mm. in the house. Marnie, the eldest daughter, she's 13. Yeah. She's looking out of the window at all the happy trick-or-treaters. They're going house to house. And she's like, oh, I want to go out and trick-or-treat. And the mum was like, no. Halloween is banned in this household. There will be no Halloween. Yeah, it's not clear why, but the mum has issued a total blanket ban on mentions of Halloween, celebrating mm-hmm. Halloween. It only really seems to bother Marnie and the youngest sister, who is uh, Sophie. Yeah. Um, Sophie Piper. There is a middle child, Dylan. Yeah. Now, she's, if you listen to Christ. our episode on the 13th year... You probably were hearing us talk about the character Jess and thinking, wow, this is one... This is the nerdiest character they could ever create. This is the nerdiest character that you could make. Dylan is like a ball of light compared (laughs) to Jess. You know, like, it's like if Jess was Goku fighting Freezer on the planet (laughs) Namek. Right. And then Dylan turns around... And Dylan is freezer and says, I'm actually only at 1% of yeah. my power. And then he's just, let me activate ultra instinct nerd mode. And, and then effortlessly, just ignites. Effortlessly, with, with planet cracking force. <laughs> I mean, you've never seen a nerd go this hard. It's yeah. incredible. Candy gives you cavities. Oh. Right, he's concerned about that. Oh. Mask, Halloween masks are full of toxic fumes. Goku right now is flinching. Why are you so obsessed with Halloween? I mean, it's just like Mom says. It gives little kids dumb ideas about there being magic. Like, that helps them prepare for life. Personally, give me a good nature documentary any day. <laughs> Halloween is cool, nature boy. Um, And Dylan is in all four movies. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's all to come. Now's the point to unsubscribe. Hop off this podcast yeah. now. <laughs> Would be my Okay. Advice. So I don't know uh, what kind of first impression Marnie made on you, but I will say she's being extremely unpleasant in this <laughs> in this intro scene. She's being a real smart ass to her mum. Am I going to try and defend Marnie? I want to preface this by saying I don't have a problem with the actress. I think the actress is good. Yeah. I think the character I is I think written. she's doing great work with the lines yeah. that she's been given for, Absolutely. for Marnie. I want to make this clear. I'm talking about the character of Marnie, right? <laughs> who is a smug, insufferable, awful character. <laughs> Anyway, is this the first film we've had to give that kind of disclaimer for? Yeah, because I don't want to see it to seem like I'm attacking a 13 year old girl, but, but I am going to be going in hard on money throughout this podcast. Frankly, folks, there's no way around it. <laughs> Andy's going to be laying into into Marnie pretty hard. <laughs> pretty, yeah, big time. I, what I will say is that for now, you're like, okay, maybe Marnie has a point because the mum has not explained why Halloween yeah. is so strictly banned. Of course, we will find out. Well, she says there are things about Halloween, Marnie, that you don't understand. Well, yeah. How can she understand them when she's cooped up inside, yeah. not allowed to even put on a toxic fume mask and Yeah, out? right. Well, yeah. Beside, you know, uh, Dylan, he's, he says, why do you want to watch a horror film? What I personally give me a good nature documentary any day. Yep. Goku's clothes it's... are blasted off. <laughs> bloodied. He falls to the floor. And then he breaks out his ultimate technique. He suggests instead of liking Halloween, <laughs> she gets into Arbor Day instead. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> 
watching from across the galaxy, Piccolo clenches his fist. <laughs> but yeah, the mum and dad met on Halloween, so you'd think it would be special to the mum. It would be a special day, but it turns out she's very anti-Halloween. Well, so. we will find out why. I mean, the um, the the first clue I think we get in the film that things are maybe not as they seem in the mm. Piper household, we do see the youngest child, Sophie, appear to levitate a cookie. Mm-hmm. Right? She wishes for yeah. a cookie. She says, I wish I had that cookie. And then the cookie levitates across the room. Sophie doesn't notice. The mum says, not again, and then eats the cookie. Yeah. This viewer of Halloween Town is your first clue that perhaps the real hero is little sister Sophie Piper, who <laughs> seems to have, without even knowing what she's doing, an instinctive grasp of the uncanny of forces beyond she uh, merely wishes for a cookie and it floats over towards her pretty powerful stuff so yeah sophie and the supporting characters her sister marnie and her brother dylan are sure to go on an exciting adventure (laughs) to get again a further understanding of sophie's powers is it time to introduce the fifth member of the family yes well we see a huge bus fly through the air uh (laughs) through a crowded part of the neighbourhood. No one notices. No. Uh, and then Debbie Reynolds gets out and yes. floats down on an umbrella like a kind of new age Mary Poppins. Yeah. Debbie, Debbie Reynolds, Reynolds, of course, Carrie Fisher's mother. Yeah. Uh, probably best known for singing in the rain, I yeah. think, maybe. I feel like that's her most iconic role. Hollywood royalty. What's she <laughs> doing here? Well, she's hoping no one will see it. <laughs> she's cashing a paycheck. She's hoping no one will notice. She's uh, she's a witch. She's the grandmother. And she's she's here to visit on Halloween, and she's got presents for everyone. She's got a she's got a carpet bag exactly like Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. and it's full of candy and skeletons. <laughs> so, good times. We don't know yet that she's a witch, right? Just I mean, we don't. We, we the audience know because she's climbed off a magic bus. Yeah, well, she floated down on an umbrella from a magic bus. But Marnie, so. Dylan, and uh, Sophie uh, just think that it's their grandma, who they only get to see once a year. And it immediately becomes clear that there is some tension between uh, oh, yeah. grandma and the mum. Can you and grandma not fight for once, says, uh, says Marnie. This is Marnie's 13th Halloween. Let's not get into this again. Her but... 14th year. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and she and she wants Marnie to start her training as a witch. Yes. Because that's right. They're, a, they're the, the Cromwell family of witches, which is a storied family of magic users the grandma and the mum have an argument about this because it becomes clear that mum doesn't want um marnie to uh start her training to even know about witches to even know that magic is real Mm. so there is already a little bit of a falling out um grandma's really sort of forcing the issue uh and the mum says look let's not fight let's just enjoy the brief time we have why don't you go upstairs and read them a story but for the love of god i only ask you one thing don't tell them that witches are real. Don't tell them about Halloween Town. And she's like, I absolutely promise I will not do that. And then she goes upstairs and sits down and goes, listen up, kids, magic's real. Witches are real. I'm a witch. You're here's a witch. A, here's a book called Halloween Town. Look, there's a picture of a monster getting a haircut. <laughs> it's a book. It's real. She produces this book and the book is called Halloween Town. And the book tells the story of a magical place where all of the monsters and horrifying creatures uh, from folklore all live together 
in peace. And she produces this book, and I can only assume that <laughs> that when they wrote the script, they were imagining a much more <laughs> impressive prop because she gets out this book, which looks like she sort of made it at home. And there's pictures of really sort of quite ropey pictures of monsters hanging around and stuff. Yeah. And all the kids go... Wow! <laughs> wow! There's, there's an amazing bit where where Marnie points at a picture of a monster getting a haircut and says, "This book is so neat. It has all the stuff I'm interested in." <laughs> this book, wow! This book is incredible. Wow! Gra- monsters getting haircuts. That's exactly what I'm interested in. Grandma, may I turn the page? May I touch the book? <laughs> then she turns to a picture of. <laughs> like, do you remember like Megan Mox? <laughs> two <laughs> dots and a little line for a smile. Yeah, like the most, like a cartoon-faced uh, witch. You know, extremely generic. It's just a, a, a white person on a broom. And Marnie yeah. looks at it and goes, my God, it, <gasps> it's me. It's me! <laughs> Get over yourself, Marnie! Bearing in mind that Marnie does, at this point does not know that magic is real or that witches are real or that Halloween yeah. Town is a real place, in fact. She looks at this picture of a witch and just goes, it's me. It's me. It's me. Look at this brunette white person. Anyway, then the mum turns up just and drags the grandma away as she's screaming, Halloween Town is real. It's real, I swear. <laughs> it's real, I tell you. Yeah. So her and the her and the mum, uh, yeah. they have a big argument in the kitchen yeah. because if Marnie doesn't at least start her witch training mm. by the end of her 13th Halloween, she will lose her powers Forever. Marnie is my daughter, and if I decide not to train her like a witch, then it's none of your business. The witch's 13th Halloween is supposed to mark the completion of her training. If Marnie's training doesn't at least begin tonight, her powers will be lost forever. Yes, and she'll finally be human. She'll finally be normal, like her brother, like her father, and like Sophie will be after her. When a human father. You're only lucky that you have two children that are showing powers at all. She is Marnie's mother. Um, Marnie is still a child. It's a decision that I think you have to respect. But respect it, Marnie's the grandmother oh, no. does she not. She starts doing necromancy on chickens. Yes, yeah, she fully kills a chicken. Mum's putting away some drumsticks and she does a spell to turn it into a living, breathing chicken and then with a flick of her wrist as if it's nothing, kills it again. Kills it again. <laughs> G- briefly gives it a glimpse of life and then drumsticks it once more. But yeah, the, gra- the grandmother came here not just to hector her about training her daughter in the dark arts yeah but also because something is wrong in halloween town which is where she lives um her neighbors are turning hateful and frightening and then disappearing altogether Mm. so something or someone is trying to return halloween town to what she calls the dark times yeah and the mum is like well that sounds like a you problem (laughs) but she's like but yeah but we're cromwell witches who are like very special, better than everyone else witches who have a very high opinion of themselves. So if we had like one more of those, we could probably solve every problem in Halloween Town. Yeah, and the mum is like, you know what? Maybe if you showed up more than... I mean, she doesn't say this, but I think it's implied. Maybe if you showed up more than once a year. I don't know. Thursday nights, what are you doing? Do you want to watch the kids for a while so mum can get back on the dating scene? No? Do you just want to swan in once a year and give me a bollocking? Okay, (laughs) well, that's fine too. A bag full of candy and skeletons. Yeah, just want to show up she's basically you know she's fun grandma she never puts in the actual work does she she shows up goes hey kids halloween town's real i'm a witch don't listen to your mother anyway gotta go (laughs) a lot of wine to drink sick ass book of monsters (laughs) getting haircuts (laughs) anyway bye but yeah so obviously the mum won't help because it's stupid uh in a fit of peak the grandmother resurrects all the chickens in the kitchen yeah and then um and then she leaves but marnie was eavesdropping because she's awful 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> she decides to to sneak out and follow her grandmother. Well, for, I mean, um, first she runs back upstairs and says, hey, brother, sister, guess what? Halloween Town's real. Um, I'm Magic a destined witch. I'm the chosen one. Guess what, everyone? I'm a Cromwell witch, the most powerful and best one there ever was or will be. So the grandmother is, is leaving to return to Halloween Town. She's getting back on board the bus, uh, but the kids follow her. It's um, Marnie... And her brother tags along. The bus drives up and they say, where did that bus come from? As, as if that's a sort of unusual. The bus flew in initially. This time it's driving along the road. This time it's driving along the road. Where <laughs> did that bus go? Whoa, damn. <laughs> they're very easily impressed, these children is what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, yeah they, they sneak aboard through the back door. Mm-hmm. And um, it's full of sort of colourful monsters. There's a Frankenstein. There's a gremlin. There's two... Just sort of women in witches' hats. We made it nearly 15 minutes. Now we can finally talk about the real thing about Halloween Town that absolutely needs talking about more than anything else. And that's the monsters of varying levels of attention to detail. Yes, right. So Halloween Town is a film in which they need a lot of monsters. There's a a cast of thousands. Yeah, we're talking about a town of monsters, a, a living, breathing world of monsters. Yes, and some of some of those monsters are closer to the camera than others. <laughs> and so you really want to go all in on those ones. But unfortunately, there was some kind of mix up and then all the extras got put in different places. So the ones that are close to the camera sometimes are wearing full, you know, American werewolf in London, uh, like face prosthetics <laughs> and like a ball, but, you know. Covered in realistic-looking fur. Yeah, with animatronic, like, extra arms and things like that. You know, really good stuff. And some... Well, I mean, should we just list off a few of them? What have we got? Uh, okay, what have we got in, in, <laughs> in Halloween Town? Ta- the Halloween Town residence. Yeah, so Popular we've got... monsters such as... Such as a sort of goblin policeman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one. A pumpkin-headed family. <laughs> no... When you say pumpkin-headed family, listener, you're probably imagining a sort of humanoid pumpkin. Stop imagining that and instead imagine a normal person, but they've got a plastic pumpkin on their head with no eye holes or anything. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's a kind of drum majorette guy. Pretty scared. <laughs> he's, he's like dressed in a sort of red coat with frogging. He looks like he should be on the cover of Sergeant Pepper. A cyclops. A cyclops. That's one. Yeah. A sort of ogre monk thing. There's a goblin who's like wearing a bowling shirt, right? Yes, there's a goblin. Uh, so he's got like a goblin face, but then his yeah. arms are just normal, like Don't, human arms. So human his arms. arms are a different colour to his head. <laughs> um, there's, my US military history isn't the sharpest, but is is there like a Civil War soldier? There's a Civil War soldier, um, but it's a they're wearing the blue uniform of the Union Army. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Halloween Town thinks that the the Union Army was the the monster monster side of well, the Civil War. My my initial thought was like, ah, probably they're a ghost, like the ghost of a soldier. Oh, okay. But right, right. there is absolutely nothing to suggest that they are. Well, we see a we see a ghost like later on, an yeah, actual ghost, true. and they're all translucent. Yeah, and this that, guy isn't. And this guy isn't. It's. Do you know the the main problem is that um. The I guess the costume department of Halloween Town got their wires crossed or a memo went astray or something. And they've basically like halfway through, they stopped creating Halloween monsters and started creating Halloween costumes. Well, it's sort of they try to explain it in the film. Um, they say that Halloween as a human custom 
came from humans observing the residents of Halloween Town and then dressing up as them. Like, look, so, this goblin's gone bowling. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty funky face that goblin has. Yeah. So if you dress up as like a ninja for Halloween, it's fine for there to be a ninja in Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. That's sure. There's... Or a power power ranger or something. <laughs> Sexy cat. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay like the joker dressed as a nurse I, uh, like i worry that if you haven't watched halloween town look, maybe just google image halloween town crowd or something like i just want you to get a sense of this listeners because it really is important to capturing the vibe of halloween town failing that imagine you at whatever you're wearing right now imagine you are in the movie halloween town the only thing that's different is you've got a big rubber shrek head and like <laughs> And it's like, hey, the costume department would look at you and go, you're ready to your marks. Yep. All right. Now I want you to walk across the town square uh, with a coffee and sort of wave. <laughs> it's, it's possible you're imagining Halloween Town from the hit Disney film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Which oh, is my God. Obviously, Stop imagining that. <laughs> yeah. Don't imagine that Halloween Town. Imagine a sort of Midwestern town square. Oh, oh like, you know, oh, imagine... um. Imagine Hill Valley from Back to the Future, because they basically yeah. have one large... It's not that big a set, but it's like... Imagine there is a town square surrounded by shops. They've kind of got this set. In the in the centre, there is a large fiberglass pumpkin. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so like that's what you should picture, basically. Like, a you know, your, your kind of typical Americana uh, suburban town centre... Um, yeah. but just absolutely filled with treks in cargo shorts <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, t- a typical Midwestern town square, but um, <laughs> half an hour before you turned up, yeah, uh, the local party city, <laughs> the owner said, I'm going out of business. You can have whatever costume you want for free. Imagine and- <laughs> a truck jackknifed into the town square, shedding its load of trek heads <laughs> and everyone coming out of the cargo shorts store was like oh cool let's put these oh on and run free around. shrek heads let's run around and let's get starbucks and wave at each other <laughs> so that's halloween town which yeah. is where marnie and dylan are now but also yeah their little sister sophie is here too because she yeah. followed them onto the bus somehow. they didn't notice uh how did she sneak on board who knows i mean i guess she's just an instinctive magic user who only needs to she cast pass without trace yeah <laughs> she merely thinks it and the universe bends to her will such as yeah. her magical power such as her innate wild magic ability yes yeah, yeah. but Untamed. it turns out that the residents of halloween town they can visit mortals once a year Mm. on halloween which explains why grandmom is is so garbage as a yeah. relative yeah. yeah she explains this to her friend um harriet who is just old she's not a monster <laughs> or anything she's just i mean she's quite old i guess well, no andy humans... behold the ravages of time <laughs> humans got the idea for an old person <laughs> from looking at a monster in halloween. looking at harriet looking like, at Har- that's scary Ooh, that's really scary <laughs> Well, Harriet kind of says that she's another witch, right? Witches are a kind she of... She is, and she wasn't able to visit anyone in the mortal world because she was helping out down at the headless shelter, which is it's quite a nice joke. It is quite a nice that. joke, and it absolutely suggests that this film is going to be full of that kind of thing, which it isn't. <laughs> I can think of uh, one other instru- instance of sort of that kind of wacky Simpsons Halloween Treehouse of Horror credits comedy, yeah. uh, and it's when they go to a barbershop run by a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, and apart from well, that, it's pretty werewolf. dry. We'll get onto it. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a guy in a dog costume. Anyway. 
Anyway, they're sort of exploring Halloween Town and marvelling at all the tricks. That, I mean, and, they've uh, only got the script to work with, so they're pointing and going, wow, this is incredible, look at this. <laughs> well, each Shrek, Shreklier than the last. <laughs> and they run into the mayor, Calabar, uh, who is a, he's a warlock. Uh, he yep. does kind of lollipop magic to delight children. He sort of looks basically normal, right? We should yeah, say. he's a normal guy. He's a normal in, man. A top hat, but he can do magic, so yeah, that's why he's yeah. sort of Halloweeny. Thick curly hair, quite good looking. Yeah, he knew their mum, yep. Gwen, uh, from before, and he he uh, gets a local cab driver, Benny, who is a plastic skeleton, <laughs> plastic skeleton, plastic skeleton driving a taxi. That's where we <laughs> humans got the idea from. <laughs> the idea of a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> before we had no before bones, we had no bones, and then we saw Benny driving his little car around. And got the idea yeah. both for bones and cars. <laughs> Benny drives them up to their grandmother's whoa, house. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa! I just okay. want, I just, I just, I just want to talk a little bit more about Benny. All right, fine. <laughs> I mean, Benny comes back because Benny, Benny does a lot of Benny does a lot of puns. He has a sort of yeah. barely animatronic face. <laughs> He's got <laughs> moving eyebrows. Yeah, despite being a skeleton, you can basically hear picking up on the mics the little pistons going <laughs> <laughs> when Benny sort of creaks and moves around. Yeah. Uh, and we he's got, got the idea of animatronics from yeah. Benny. Go he's on. got that, uh, you know, that kind of fast-talking New York cab driver. Hey, get him a cab. Hey, I'll take Benny. you up to see your grandmother. Yeah, you you get the idea, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. So as you were saying, Andy, they head on up. Uh, he yeah. So Benny takes them up to the house. He warns them of local characters, unsavory characters such as Luke, a local punk who thinks he's a big shot. <laughs> Seems like foreshadowing, and it is. So just bear in mind, Luke is bad. <laughs> so, this is a town full of literal vampires and, yeah, and no, ogres no. and trolls. And it's like they're unsavory characters, right? You're like, well, of course, it's Halloween town. Yeah, there's probably a, sa- a Satan around here. There are something. two unsavory characters in this film. One of them is Luke, and he's a, a young boy <laughs> who thinks he's a big shot. That's Luke. So keep keep an eye out for that unsavory character. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, hey, Satan. And Satan waves back. <laughs> yeah. So they make it up to Grandma's house, but yeah. the uh, the gate is locked. Yeah. And Marnie, with the unearned confidence of Marnie, yeah. says, "It's time for me to try my powers. It's time for me to do my first spell." Even though she knows that she's supposed to be trained, and that's what her grandma wants to do is to train her as a witch. So she understands the idea that you can't be a good witch straight away. Oh yeah, you need you need years of training. It needs training. It needs practice. So she basically stands in front of the door and says, "Abracadabra, open sesame alakazam." Naturally, nothing happens, yeah. but luckily. Sophie is a sort is a sorcerer, <laughs> an, an immensely powerful sorcerer, Wild magic sorcerer. She merely looks at the lock and it melts in fear <laughs> at, at the waves of magic. The gate swings open yeah. and Marnie says, "Oh, cool!" and then runs in. Now Marnie yeah. trying to do magic here and failing, failing. and yeah. her little sister effortlessly doing magic is your second bit of foreshadowing <laughs> seeding the idea that Marnie's uh, character trajectory in this is going to be not being the witch herself but realizing that actually the best thing she can do is support her younger sister who does have the yeah. real magic powers i really feel really really feel <laughs> that that's the direction the film is pulling you in at this point yeah. so just hold on to that thought yeah. as we continue with halloween town <laughs> As we've established, Andy, if you want to just walk around in Halloween Town as a monster, 
Yeah. You can wear whatever you like and it doesn't... You can just... You can be a guy in a slightly unusual t-shirt, yeah. for example. Exactly. That counts. If you're, for example, a Shrek or a Dracula who wants to... Or even just a normal man. Just a normal... Just a guy who wants to show everyone you meet that you're a big fan of some of the coolest video game series around. I'm talking Ghost of Tsushima. I'm talking Streets of Rage. I'm talking Dark Souls. I'm talking uh-huh. so many more. You could do that if that was you. Yeah. By going to insertcoinclothing.com because Insert Coin is the sponsor of this episode of Mom Can't Cook and they make very, very cool official video game clothes and accessories that you should absolutely check out. Yeah, and we've been given a code uh, by Insert Coin that you can use to get 15% off, uh, which is which please, all one word, that's which, W-I-T-C-H-P-L-E-A-S-E. Uh, codes are 15% off, uh, not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage, and some products at launch. Codes can't be combined with other deals or promotions, and they are valid until the end of this year, throughout the Halloween season. So you can get dressed up in your finest t-shirt and go and stand in a Halloween town <laughs> crowd shot and be confident you're not the worst monster there. <laughs> Unfortunately, Halloween Town was shot in an extremely low resolution, but I'm sure if we could zoom in and enhance, we would see some of them are wearing Gears of War t-shirts. <laughs> Absolutely, and that counts. That counts, everyone. That's where Gears of War came from. We saw it in Halloween Town. <laughs> so they barge into the kitchen. Um, <coughs> Marnie says i came to start my training grandma yeah in a very presumptuous way sure you said you needed another cromwell witch grandma well here i am the heir apparent to the cromwell magic lineage (laughs) stands in front of younger sister (laughs) here i am the most powerful cromwell witch in generation (laughs) younger sister is hovering a foot off the ground her her eyes opaque her hair floating (laughs) younger sister is creating entire worlds (laughs) in the power of her mind Sophie, please, I'm trying to talk to grandmother. Sophie, please, I'm trying to go, Alakazam! <laughs> so grandma is like, oh, hey, Marnie, you're not supposed to be here. Your mum must be worried sick. I should probably return you home. Unless you want to persuade me otherwise. And takes mm-hmm. about 30 seconds of persuasion before she's like, well, I guess it couldn't hurt for you to stay here and fight this unspeakable evil. Yeah. I'm sure your mother won't mind. Well, so the grandmother has a plan for banishing the evil from Halloween Town. She has the Talisman of Merlin, which is... What? How would you describe the Talisman of Merlin, Merlin Luke? Uh, like one of those batons you twirl in a marching yeah. band? Yeah, you know, like Merlin has. Yeah, it's got a light bulb at the end and it's sort of covered in glitter. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? You know when you go to see a pantomime and they're yeah. selling things that glow and spin that you can like... <laughs> for the children. For children that you can sort of wave around. Yeah, when you go to the fireworks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that kind of thing. That's that's <laughs> what it is. The Talisman of Merlin. It's one of those anyway, with no changes made. It needs to be filled with witch's brew and the grandmother has bought store-bought um, instant witch's brew and yeah. it doesn't work. So she's like, oh, we need to make our own witch's brew. Well, they're going to have to go into town to find ingredients <laughs> to make a fresh batch of this talisman well, juice. Hang on, hang on. I would say that this is... Uh, at this point, I thought the film was going to go off in a much more exciting direction. But do you remember her shopping list? Yeah, it was like werewolf hair. The sweat uh, of a ghost. The sweat of a ghost and a vampire fang. Yes, and you're like, wow, that's pretty exciting. How are they yeah. going to get these things? And then grandma says, I can buy all these in town. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, they, we, yeah, they'll do this at the at the Seven Eleven. We're going just... to Halloween Town CVS. <laughs> <laughs> we should have this wrapped up in about ten minutes. Should be a grand adventure. <laughs> Immediately, sort of lowering the stakes. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, I could probably pick up these ingredients in town." Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's let's just head on into town. So at this point, the film has taken us on this whirlwind journey from town to grandma's house. And now we're going back to town. <laughs> back to town. <laughs> but then we get a bit more Halloween town lore at this point. So this yeah. is where we learn that Mortal's Halloween is just copying Halloween town. Sure. Uh, Marnie's mum met uh, her dad by crashing a Halloween party. Fine. Um, and there was, a, there was a time when humans and monsters lived together on Earth. Uh, but it was a dark time because humans feared and tried to destroy monsters yeah uh so monsters spent all their time trying to make humans miserable so in the end they made separate worlds and all the monsters went and lived in halloween town all the monsters in what i have to say is an enormous concession in this military conflict basically decided you can keep the deserts and the the waterfalls you can keep the entire planet earth and we're going to go live in this Back to the Future back lot. <laughs> we're going to live in, yeah, the Universal Studios back lot. <laughs> um, Dracula looks wistfully at his castle. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> drops his suitcase on the floor of his single bed condo. <laughs> I guess it's goes, Halloween Town for me. <laughs> goes down to Halloween Town CVS. <laughs> Buy a can of monster blood. <laughs> uh yeah a few more monsters are varying attention to detail there's a woman in an orange shirt with kind of slightly weird hair <laughs> yeah okay i've got a note here which just says some guy <laughs> so I, guess it, I guess it's just a guy again listeners if you're not picturing it cargo shorts shrek head <laughs> not even a shrek head some of them are just guys yeah okay cargo shorts your normal bare human arms vest but like yeah. oh but, but like a slightly weird vest Oh yeah, like a red one. Oh, it's good. Like yeah, exactly. Whoa! Oh, it's red vest. Steady, steady on, red vest. The fearsome great creature of legend, the famous cryptid. There's, there's a guy. There's a guy later on who's just got his arm in a sling. It's, like, it's just a guy with his arm in a sling. Humans got the idea for broken arms. <laughs> From when monsters would smash their arms up real bad. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. Oh, my. oh god. <laughs> oh, uh, any- so okay. yeah, they go into town. They pass the oh. special Halloween Town movie theater that shows special Halloween Town versions of movies like It's a Wonderful Death. <laughs> but what's this? Harriet has gone evil. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. Harriet, the old woman friend yeah. of the grandmother, she runs. She's become evil. She scampers along, or just going, ah. <laughs> well, she's. I mean, I don't know if she's evil. She just sort of her face is all fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> and and she goes ah when when you look at her. <laughs> Needless to say, Debbie Reynolds knows something is deeply deeply wrong. <laughs> But luckily, uh, who's who's here to uh, who's here to put our mind at ease? Oh, it's only Calabar. It's the mayor, Calabar. Yeah, he says, "I'm sorry, I ever doubted you, Debbie Reynolds, but clearly something is going on here, and I need you to leave it alone. Just give me two days to sort out Harriet's <laughs> Harry, tough face." I mean, look. At this point, it's clear to you, me, and everyone that Calabar <laughs> is bad. And I would just like to say that actually, there's not a lot of good writing in this film, but mm. I think. As a as a villain's gambit, this is absolutely inspired. Just saying, 
to the hero, you're absolutely right. Something's up. Just yeah. give me five days. Yeah. And I'll have it sorted. I'll is, have it sorted. And it, then you do your evil in that five It's absolutely days. gold. Calabar's yeah. like, just give me two days because that's the time I need to... Blah, blah, blah. I can't to even remember what Calabar is doing. <laughs> yeah. Genu- I watched, it's pretty stupid. I watched this 48 hours ago and I genuinely can't remember <laughs> what Calabar is doing exactly. Well, it's fine. I do remember, but we'll get to it. Okay, yeah. So, um, the, But, but the for grandma- now, we, d- we don't know about Calabar being... The grandmother is a little suspicious yeah. of Calabar's intentions, but she's like, fine... You've got two. You've got two days. You've got two days, Calabar. Calabar. So what happens next? Marnie runs is, off, right? Yeah, we take another break from the story for Marnie to decide that she's a witch now, and she runs across to the broom store. Yes, uh, where all the flying brooms are. They're all ext- they're all extremely cheap looking props. I mean, I don't I don't usually notice stuff like this in films. Like if something looks like what it's supposed to be, I'm just like fine, whatever. But this these look like the cheapest possible brooms you could find that have been sort of spray painted in fluorescent paint. I don't even I'm not even sure that they were originally brooms. You know? <laughs> like, and Marnie's just you know browsing these brooms. Utterly confident that she's going to be able to just hop on one of these and fly because she's a Cromwell witch, damn it. And With the unearned confidence yeah. of Amani. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This this character, this broom salesman, is a kind of Cliff Richard crossed with Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a choice. Unibody construction. Woo! Chrome detailing. A microchip directional system. Well, it's the top of the line. If you think you can handle it. Oh, handle it. This is a Cromwell you're talking to, dear. She'll be an expert in nota. Check it out. Well, um, how do you make it go? Oh, you know, uh, by magic. Oh, right. Um, I knew that. That This is when the character, we meet the character Luke. He's the local ruffian. Local tough. Thinks very highly of himself. Can we talk about his outfit? How they've dressed local street tough. Please um, do. Yeah. So he's wearing a kind of um patchwork waistcoat um <laughs> quilted waistcoat yeah the most such as maybe a, like a hobbit would wear <laughs> it's like, but it's kind of i guess it's like what if you were to take a denim sleeve vest but it's in bilbo's wardrobe <laughs> what what are the clothes that bilbo won't throw away because they remind him of his cool rebellious youth like that's how luke is dressed <laughs> Yeah, Bilbo after a messy divorce hitting the town. <laughs> yeah, looking to get back in the scene. <laughs> Bilbo stood at the back of the concert, <laughs> propping up the bar. Of course, I saw these, uh, saw them when they were first doing yeah, the yeah, first tour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of this is reminiscent of early Pixies. <laughs> yeah. Good interesting fact about this song. He actually wrote it about the woman he was married to at the time. Of course, back in my day... We didn't have ear defenders like I can see your... Take them out. I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> anyway, so that's how Luke is dressed. We start kind of sassing Marnie, right? Um, they have a oh, yeah. you know an, an extremely barbed exchange of words. Marnie's being very aggressive in a really cringy way. Yeah, that's um, right. Because yeah. he, he says, I'm the big cheese. And Marnie's like, I can't hear you. Everything, something stinks. <laughs> Everything stinks of cheese. Everything stinks of cheese. It's you, the stinking cheese man. And then, <laughs> and then, Luke- and then she steps back with the most self-satisfied <laughs> smile on her face, like she's just destroyed this man's whole career. And then Luke sort of sort of falls over into all of the brooms. <laughs> he takes psychic damage and <laughs> staggers backwards through the brooms. We haven't really talked about it because he has nothing to contribute. But you just need to know that all the way through this, the younger brother Dylan is just like nerding so hard at every opportunity <laughs> oh yeah he's just like ruining every moment and yeah. saying nerd stuff yeah they're like hey dylan you seem weirdly cool with this he's like i've decided 
it, it's all a dream. So lots of dream research states that. Yeah, he's just asking to have his backpack thrown on the roof. Yeah, the grandmother buys the broom for Marnie, takes her on a little flight. Um, but as they land, who is there? But Marnie and Dylan and and Sophie's mother. She's come to Halloween Town to get them, and she's like, "What? What are you doing here in Halloween Town?" And Marnie defiantly says i came to get my training since you won't help grandmother she needs the only other cromwell witch there is that's right me (laughs) meanwhile sophie in the background is meanwhile sophie in the background is building a fortress of solitude out of out of arctic ice in her mind sophie in the background is surfing a rainbow bridge through the sky Conjuring you an army of unicorns behind her. Sophie in the background is turning a balrog to her will. (laughs) Her army of (laughs) Uruk-hai. Effortlessly under her thrall. Yeah. (laughs) So so Marnie is very confident that she's the only other Cromwell witch there is. Despite, at this point, still having not done anything magic at all um, she, i mean she uh, when she was riding on the broomstick to be very clear it's grandma doing the driving although she does explain the secret to doing magic mm-hmm. the, the in-universe halloween town how is magic done you think of something that you want and then you let yourself have it it just happens kind of nice kind of nice as a yeah. sort of hand wavy magic rule i like it i mean pretty pretty troubling from a uh from a p- perspective where i don't really feel like marnie should have that power no considering um you know her personality defects <laughs> well maybe it's like when you train to be a jedi right like this is the very very last point at which to start marnie's training the training the training isn't how to use magic it's how not to use magic. oh my god yes yeah. and marnie has not had any of that <laughs> training has not Marnie hasn't had the training in how not to use magic, yeah. but also she can't do magic. Yeah, well, yeah. So luckily, it's not a problem. luckily, she has no natural talent for magic. <laughs> so we're all good. We're all good. But yeah, the mother grounds everyone. She says, we're all heading back to the real world. Um, we're off to the bus station. Uh oh, uh, time for a new wacky monster. Who's this? That's it's a right. popular Halloween character. Two men sort of stuck together. Yeah, it's a popular Halloween character. Conjoined twins. Yes, yeah. so, <laughs> just look at that, everyone. Look, isn't that isn't that monstrous? Isn't that they're sort of bickering with each other? They're fighting yeah. over each other's coffee. But what they do manage to get out over all of their gut busting um, dialogue is, is that the bus is going to be another hour. Marnie spins around and, with the most insufferable smile on her face, says, "Well, what do you know? Well, the bus mother. isn't running because the bus is cancelled or delayed." Mm-hmm. They think maybe if they go to visit the mayor, the mayor will be able to help. So they head to the mayor's. He's office. been helpful so far, right, Mayor Calabar? Yeah, Calabar. Um, so we get to, we get to see the mayor's office. Calabar's assistant is a rubber bat in a box for some reason. Yeah. Um, but then the, the mum walks in, sees Calabar, and damn, there is some crazy chemistry between yeah. mum and Calabar. You could cut the sexual tension with a well, with a oh a, yeah, with a firm shove, let alone a knife. Yeah, they know each other from way back. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's fair to assume that Calabar is Marnie's real father. Yes, I think we can assume that, and let's carry that through into the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! More Calabar's revenge. More. <laughs> oh, also, can I just say, in terms of keeping the twist secret, when you go to watch Halloween Town and search for it on Disney Plus, there's no way you're going to see Halloween Town without also seeing the thumbnail for. <laughs> Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, which might somewhat tip you off. 
<laughs> what's going to happen in Halloween oh, Town. Oh, man. Yeah, I um, didn't think of that. Hall- yeah, Calabar uh, magically produces a rose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they're sort of, you know, um, making kind of winky face emojis and aubergine emojis and the splashy water emoji <laughs> at each other. Yeah, And sure. the kids pick up on this as well. They're like... Oh, I guess I guess these guys used I to bang order. Mum, mum, and Calabar bone down <laughs> here in Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get help from Calabar, but meanwhile, Luke, the local tough, is speaking <laughs> speaking to the grandmother, saying that someone mysterious who wants Merlin's talisman wants to reveal himself to her. He uh, he leads the grandmother into the local cinema. Yeah, where there's just a bunch of sort of dead skeletons <laughs> covered in cobwebs. I d- is this again? Halloween Town as a place and a concept yeah. is so sort of full of weird stuff yeah. that I wasn't sure if this is just what cinemas were like in Halloween Town. Yeah, I don't I know if this. they've like, oh, well, we'll dress the set of Halloween Town. I guess it would be pretty fun and eerie if there were skeletons and all the seats or something. Yeah. Or but I'm like, maybe the skeletons want to watch a movie. <laughs> so like some, something, but I don't, well, I don't know. Because in amongst the, there's skeletons and then there's also like people asleep. Hmm. But they are they are asleep because uh, you uh, can you explain what happens next? It's making me tired thinking about it. <laughs> okay, well, the screen is a big swirling cloud. Yeah, and then out of the swirling cloud comes a big cloaked floating warlock guy going ha 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 ha. Imagine Emperor Palpatine. That'll that'll do, that'll get you there. Yeah, welcome to my museum. He says. Uh, he puts the people under an evil spell, and then he freezes them in time until he needs them for something. <laughs> I d- it wasn't really explained what he there's just, at that for. point there's just square brackets in the script like <laughs> yeah, reason right. to come bill add reason here <laughs> <laughs> don't forget <laughs> note to self add reason this is happening then <laughs> yeah, him and debbie reynolds have a sort of a magic face-off he does a big magic hadouken yeah and then debbie reynolds with the agility of debbie reynolds moves slightly <laughs> and some some rando just gets blasted into the portal. <laughs> I mean, it's just a random Shrek in cargo shorts. He's just yeah. Um, but yeah, then uh, the mum the and the kids are there too. Uh, the mum does magic and covers Luke with flowers because she's a bit rusty. Yeah. I guess, she, I guess she meant to kill him. <laughs> she went for the killing curse. Yeah. She was like, be destroyed by my powers. Yeah. And then he gets covered in flowers. She's like, oh, I said powers, not flowers. Yeah. So I guess she did. Said be flayed now by my powers. <laughs> so uh, the mum takes a Hadouken blast trying to protect the grandmother. Yeah. Then the grand takes her own Hadouken blast. Yeah. And the kids run for the door. And Debbie Reynolds has enough energy enough, in her. Enough acting in her just. <laughs> Go, money. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. I would say, <laughs> like, in all of the decoms we've done so far, this is the single clunkiest line. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. Go! Go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. You've got Debbie Reynolds. You can be (laughs) assured that this line came out as well as it could. (laughs) There's no better way of reading this. this Who else do you want to try it? You want Rylance to take a run at this? You want yeah, Hank? McKellen. McKellen. It, it, like, there's no good way. Kal- Kaluuya there, could not do this. There's do this no better. no good way to deliver the line. So, like, here's your direction. You've been frozen by an evil spell, so you're sort of weak and a bit frozen. Now say, go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. And let's take a run at it. You try, Andy. Okay. 
Try, <clears throat> try it for real. All right, I'm going to be okay. Calibur. Bam, you're frozen. All right. There's Marnie. Uh, go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. <laughs> Why is that, that supposed was... to be reassuring? Yeah. Don't worry, Marnie. It's just, it's just an evil, evil spell that freezes us. That's awful. Let me try. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Blam, Hadouken. Uh, go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about it, Marnie. It's just, it's just an, evil an evil spell, spell that freezes us. Yeah. I, okay, <laughs> my theory is... Go, Marnie. It's just the Candyman eviscerating <laughs> me with his hook. Go, Marnie. It's just Leatherface putting me up on, <laughs> on, just, on his meat hook. My theory is... My theory is... That when they were shooting this, they kind of looked around at the set and they looked at everyone kind of frozen in place and they were like, uh-oh, we made it too scary. Uh, let's add a line that makes it clear that everyone's okay. And everyone's it's, and it's, it's all not just, a killing spell. Yeah, it, it, she's basically saying, go, Marnie, it's just a film we're pretending. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Debbie, I want you to just ad-lib something. Say, like, it's just an evil spell that freezes us or whatever, but not that rubbish. Obviously don't say that. Debbie Reynolds isn't here, isn't being paid enough to improvise. <laughs> All right? So she looks straight down the, straight down the barrel. <laughs> Go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, anyway, the kids escape. Yeah. The parents, the grandmother, and the mum are frozen in the cinema by an evil spell. By an evil spell that freezes them. <laughs> Marnie is like, "Don't worry, brother and sister. I, Marnie, the greatest. I'm going to get mum and grand back because I'm the greatest. The greatest Cromwell witch of all. Yeah. So they've got to finish the recipe. So they're, they're back at grandma's house now, right? Yeah. They need to recharge <laughs> Merlin's talisman. <laughs> this, this whirlwind adventure. <laughs> Their house, Halloween Town, Grandma's house, Halloween Town, Halloween Town Grandma's, Grandma's house. house Halloween <laughs> but don't worry, we're at Grandma's house now, but we'll go back to Halloween Town for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got to finish the recipe. They need hair of a werewolf, yep. sweat of a ghost, yeah. and a vampire's fang. So yes. now begins the quest. Now begins the, the- skits. <laughs> They go to a monster hairdresser where the hairdresser is a dog and then the movie tells us he's a werewolf. And it's a sort of like, it's just a sort of fun skit about what a dog hairdresser would be like. Yeah. So Imani picks up a a hairdryer that that shoots fire like a flamethrower. And this distraction is all the window that Dylan the nerd needs to bring his razor and clip Mm -hmm. off some werewolf hair. So that's, you know, tick done. Yeah. Then they need the sweat of a ghost. So they go to a gym. There's some ogres playing basketball. Scary. And that, I mean, a lot, a lot of these people at the gym, I will say, are just guys with dog faces. <laughs> a truck full of dog faces, jackknife. <laughs> Score. And they're free. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they sneak into the uh, the steam room yeah. where there is a ghost getting into a sweat box. Yeah. You know, one of those um, personal sized steam yeah, You know, boxes. like kids watching the Disney Channel know all about. Yeah. A, a touch... A, <laughs> A universal touchstone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dylan. Uh, they need sweat from this ghost. So Dylan's going dis- to distract him. But, but like he- the actual diversion is Marnie turning up the heat in the sweat box. Mm. Now he's gone in the sweat box. He's going to sweat. I don't know why it has to be so hot. 
to get yeah, to they, make him sweat faster, I guess. I don't know. It's a stupid scene. They get the sweat yeah. is the point, and yeah. then they leave. Then they leave. And they've, then they yeah, go to and, the dentist. Yeah, uh, the pumpkin heads are going into the dentist despite not having any teeth. Uh, <laughs> the dentist pulls out a vampire's tooth, and then Marnie... I, uh, she's dressed as a dental assistant, I guess, off camera. She got a job there. Yeah. It's never explained. No. But she still, she takes the fang and leaves with it. So they, they're they going to get the cab back up to Grandma's house. Calabar is like, hey, yeah, I'll get Because they've to gone to you. Halloween Town, so it's time to go to Grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. It's the two-way system. Um, but yeah, Sophie, you know, being a wild magic sorcerer who can sense these things, exactly. knows that the bad thing is in benny now so they make their own way back well no, not before to... benny just reaches out and grabs dylan yeah they <laughs> just starts kind of shaking him around a bit yeah it's pretty great it's pretty sweet it's actually, pretty great yeah. uh, but then a dog comes along and chases him because the dog wants a bone and the skeleton is bones and why scene. are there dogs in halloween town uh well that's where we got the idea of dogs. <laughs> yeah you know you're right so they've made the potion and kind of kind of like in um uh evil dead three army of darkness yeah you have to recite a recitation correctly for the spell to work. Yes. Um, but Marnie can't remember the recitation. And she she sucks, is just can't, you know, she was thinking about how great a witch she is and not memorizing the incantation. Yeah, she so can't, she, she, know it. she just can't remember it. She didn't yeah. remember. Now, who does remember? Who didn't even need to hear it the first time? <laughs> That's right, Sophie. <laughs> That's right, yeah, Sophie. Sophie, so Sophie, who knows all the words, because she made up a song yeah. to help her remember it. Yeah, of course. She thought the words sounded pretty. Yeah. She made up a song. So she knows the words off by heart. Sophie's eyelids flicker and a thousand dragons roar into awakening. Marnie says, do you want to help me? <laughs> the nerve! Help you, Marnie! <laughs> do you want to help me? You can be my witch's assistant. Marnie has done nothing <laughs> but forget a magic spell. So they both chant over over the spell, over the liquid. Yeah. Uh, it works, and then Marnie says, I did it. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot with this girl. I did it. God. so they pour it into the talisman the talisman is lit <laughs> the talisman is ready to go all thanks to sophie yeah sophie doesn't mind because you know she's too busy uh inside her mind palace exploring the nether realm and <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> astrally projecting through, <laughs> through, through time the and space to the yeah. very end of everything <laughs> yeah uh so yeah they get back to the cinema with this with this um talisman um and they they don't know what to do with it um their grandmother said something about installing it. Now, at this point, when Debbie Reynolds was frozen, she's in a position where she's she's pointing and her finger is outstretched. And I was like, oh, for sure, she's going to be like pointing at where they need to install it. It's like a clever, yes, a clever puzzle for the children to solve. Yes. Just before she was frozen in her pre evil spell freezing moments, she gave them one everything they needed. Yeah, to solve the final mystery. Except. Uh, and then they go, oh, it's probably the big pumpkin in the town square. Yeah, which is outside the cinema. Yeah. So there's no way Debbie Reynolds is pointing <laughs> at that. Unless she's pointing vaguely in the compass direction. Yeah. Of it. So, so they go out to put the, the lantern, the sorry, the talisman of Merlin in the big, big pumpkin. Yep. And Marnie is like, well, looks time, like it's time for Marnie to be the hero. So for Marnie, the best witch in the world. <laughs> yeah. Strides purposefully across the town square. But Luke jumps out and he says, Marnie, it's a trap. He's waiting for you. He's coming. It's the evil, the evil presence. 
Uh, we get another crowd shot. There's some real varying levels of attention to detail here. Yeah, we're really but, the bottom of the yeah. barrel. Is... There's a colonial guy in a powdered wig. So yeah, the presence arrives and he uh, is he's giving a speech to the residents of Halloween Town. And the gist of it is basically Halloween Town sucks. Why do we live here? And then the crowd is like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's right. The presence is like, why don't we just take the human world? We're all wolves and stuff and yeah. vampires. Yeah. We're powerful Shreks in cargo shorts. Tear <laughs> yeah, them limb from limb. Humanity on its knees. <laughs> uh, and then it's revealed that, oh, it's Calabar. Yeah. Um, Why was Calabar hiding his identity? Because Luke knew who he was. Yeah, and- I don't think it was really necessary. But at, at this point, um, Calabar sees a figure, a cloaked figure running through the crowd. And he's like, ah, oh, Marnie, the last obstacle for my world <laughs> domination plan. I will shoot Hadoukens at you until you fall over. Here comes the killing curse. <laughs> so he does all his Hadoukens on it. Yeah. But it turns out it's Luke doing a distraction. Luke has become good. And Marnie has used this opportunity to climb about halfway up the pumpkin and sort of <laughs> be hanging. Listener, you're probably imagining a big pumpkin. Not that big. <laughs> Not that big. Probably about a, a six-foot six foot pumpkin. Six-foot yeah. six high pumpkin. With a, say- if you took a run-up at it, you could get on top of it. So Marnie has failed in the one thing she was supposed to do, which was to get the talisman into the pumpkin while Luke gave his life to <laughs> While Luke had his soul torn apart by <laughs> Calabas. Dark sorcery. She's, she's like over the lip of the pumpkin holding the talisman. Yeah. And Calab- Calabar hits her with some Hadoukens as well. Yeah. And he says to the crowd, see, the power of evil is stronger than good. And everyone's like, well, I guess so, yeah. But then... But then Marnie finds the strength within, drawing on the legacy of the Cromwell witches. She finds she summons the, all her power. She summons all her power and opens her hand, which is already <laughs> in the pumpkin, so that the talisman falls out of it. Yeah, she drops the talisman and it lands. That would in happen the if pumpkin. she died. If she died, yeah, her hand would open and the talisman would go in. Yeah, and it's it's played as if this is some sort of like Marnie's powers awaken, and her magic guides the talisman to its rightful place she just drops it she just drops it so a a holy light comes out of the pumpkin it brings everyone back to life it stops the evil spell that freezes everyone yeah Yeah, the grandma runs out and goes wow marnie you're the greatest cromwell witch there ever was she says wow marnie you've got all the power of the cromwells and twice the guts she did nothing (laughs) she opened her she did literally nothing uh it turns out that calabar did all of this because um marnie's mom married some human instead of him yeah calabar is a violent incel yeah basically that's the vibe but wait he's got another trick up his sleeve calabar uses force grab to grab the talisman (laughs) i don't know why he didn't do that earlier but he can do it now but wait bad luck calabar yeah because the mum has embraced her cromwell witch heritage and she teams up with the grandmother to do a spell and wait what's this (gasps) dylan's hands are sparking dylan basically starts doing like force electricity you know yeah dylan shows more magical ability than marnie has throughout this entire film yeah and he hates magic glow yeah (laughs) he hates magic and is actively trying not to do it so marnie must be pretty unmagical to not (laughs) calabar is like your power can't defeat me and marnie is like no but my power and grandma's power and mum's power and sophie's power and dylan's power and did i mention my incredible power 
Yeah. All of these powers that, that are the same. So in absolutely the least spectacular magical duel you've ever seen or imagined, they all hold hands in a line and stand facing Calabar. Yeah. And and the four that can do magic yeah. banish Calabar and Marnie's there too. Yeah, and Calabar sort of shrinks and goes, ah, no, the actually good is more powerful than evil. Yeah. I assume Sophie at this point is like limiting her power like Spider-Man pulling a punch because, yeah, right. because if she even were to, you know, a, pop, a fraction 1.5% a... would, would flay Calabar alive and his, <laughs> all of his musculature and blood and veins would just spray out <laughs> atomized. <laughs> A lot of ruined Shrek masks yeah, that day. His skeleton would yeah. burst on fire, leaving only his soul floating there in the air, <laughs> which she would consume hungrily. Yeah, she would. Yeah, like Shang Tsung, yeah. <laughs> like like Johnny Tsunami. Uh, but yeah, so Calabar is dead or something. I guess incredibly, that's the entirely end of clear. Yeah, the mum hugs Marnie and says, "I'm so proud of you." Specifically, yeah. Marnie kind of sm- smiles smugly as if she always knew. As if she did or something. The mum says to the grandmother, "Well, I guess you're going to come and live with us." And the gran is like, uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> no way. Also, I thought I, th- I thought the whole point was that they couldn't come and live in the mortal world. They could only go for like one day a year at Halloween. If they can go and live in the mortal world, why doesn't everyone just do that? If they can go live in the mortal world, yeah, what is the purpose of Halloween Town? It really is. Yeah, it's got to be the one night. Like, yeah. Oh my God, you're totally right. It just completely undoes its thin yeah, picture. It's, like its central premise. <laughs> She's like, I guess you're coming to live with us. Okay. All right. I can. That's fine. <laughs> I can. It I, turns out. I guess we know it's possible because the mum did it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but why? So why does everyone else is like, oh, Halloween Town sucks. I wish we could live in the human world. You can, apparently. Yeah, you just go there if you want. and You just go and do there. it. So Calabar didn't it. even need to summon an army to march on the human world. You yeah. can just pop over there if you want. Just- Pop over there. Yeah, and, just live yeah, there. and so they, they leave Halloween Town. Everyone gives them a hero's farewell. Marnie turns the camera as if to say, yes, I deserve this. <laughs> and the film ends. And that's it. And that's incredibly, Halloween that's Halloween Town. What did you think of it, Andy, as a decom? Uh, it's bad. Uh, the worst one we watched so far, <laughs> I think. I think it's fair to say. Um, you know, the uh, the director of this film, mm-hmm. Dwayne Dunham. Yep. I think he's kind of primarily known as a film editor, or he's had most success as a film editor. He uh, worked with George Lucas and David Lynch. He was the editor what? of Return of the Jedi. What? And the editor of Blue Velvet. <gasps> what? And he edited Twin Peaks. And beca- he was a director on Twin Peaks. He made the second episode of um, the series. He directed that. Wow. And he edited all 18 episodes of Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, my God. So he's like a massive David Lynch collaborator, this guy. Wow. Yeah. David Lynch must just not know. Or, or he watched, or he watched Halloween. <laughs> or he Town. loves actually that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. That makes David Lynch, sense. Yeah, absolutely loves Halloween Town. Do you want to know another another fact about the director of this film? Go on. So the character of Boba Fett <laughs> appeared in. Um, <laughs> well, okay, the character of Boba Fett appeared in obviously um, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But before his first actual appearance anywhere was marching in a um, in a parade at the San Anselmo uh, Country Fair in 1978 oh. because they had the costume and, and Lucasfilm were doing, because that's, you know, that's where they're from. Oh, right. Okay. And the person inside the costume was Dwayne Dunham, the director, director of, of Halloween Town. Town. So he was the first person in history to portray Boba Fett. That's incredible. I mean, look, Halloween Town, I think, is a perfect example of what we all know to be true in the movies and TV, that you can get 
such talented... This film has Debbie Reynolds in it. <laughs> it's mercurial. Sometimes mm. it just doesn't work out. And no one in particular is necessarily to blame. Yeah. Although I would say the writer might be to blame. Anyway, that's Halloween Town. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry if it like sometimes we uh, we we sometimes get emails um, that are like, oh, I was sad that you didn't like this film because I really liked it's, it. It was a massive. It's a core of my part of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to like, especially because we've we've dunked on Halloween Town so hard. I just want to offer the disclaimer that like. If we if we didn't get something truly nourishing from these decoms, we wouldn't have watched them once, let alone twice. Yeah, let alone yeah, do a true. podcast about it. So you know, like we do love them in a very real way. I love I- Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have some uh, other business uh, items of any other business. Some AOB, some AOB to deal um, with. Firstly, let me just say thank you to the overwhelming number of people who wrote in to let mm. us know after our discussion of Xenon. So very many people. Girl of the 21st century. Remember, Andy, we were joking and riffing about... Oh, we were having a nice to, time, weren't we? Yeah, trying to figure out what uh, what what they could possibly mean in Xenon when they say um, blow an O-ring. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And then uh, a lot, a lot of, of people sent in emails telling us that it was a reference to a horrible tragedy in which seven people lost their lives. Yes, that's right. Thanks to everyone who wrote in to let us know that the an o, a failed o-ring was the cause of the challenger disaster many of you wrote in to let us know that and to express your surprise uh, that xenon would be referencing such a thing we got a very nice email from cassandra pruitt who sent us some uh, of the slang from the book that xenon is based on i didn't even realize it was based on a book but blowing an o-ring does not appear in the slang glossary of the xenon book so the yeah. filmmakers added this because they thought oh that's a bit of fun slang despite it being about a horrible tragedy. But yes, thanks to everyone who wrote in to let us know about that. We are now aware and we are similarly surprised that it ended <laughs> up in the movie Xenon. The fun but children's film Xenon. There you go. All right, moving on, we have something else to discuss and it's about skiers versus snowboarders, which we were discussing in Johnny Su- the Johnny Tsunami episode. A few folks got in touch to, to say that actually, although we were joking about it, um, they're actually is more of an intense historical rivalry between skiing and snowboarding than we thought. This uh, email, which comes via Jake, provides a, a, a good amount, actually, thank you, Jake, of um, of historical context behind this uh, uh, ski versus snowboard culture, but includes this absolute gem, which is a news report from the year 1985. Oh my God, it's so choice. So, 1985. That's so recent. Anyway, just listen to a little bit of this. This is what all the fuss is about. It's like snow surfing, an idea that originated in, where else, California. But the operators of the hills want them off. Uh, The skiers, we try and keep them separated, but the snowboards come down the slopes, and they'll go right in between the skiers, and we'll kick them off, and they'll just lip us off. And they're dangerous, because if one of these... Uh, skateboards or ski boards whatever they're called hit a person they'd break their leg because they're just like a missile the ski patrol says it's got its hands full quite a quite a lot of them are uncooperative um, some of them have had a little bit to drink I think the major problem with the snowboards is that they run into people you know they can't see behind them and when you get skiers and snowboarders together on a run you're looking for trouble you see any compromise in the future at all no 
no, skiing is becoming more and more popular, and uh, if these boards become more and more popular, it's going to be more hassles, um, more confrontation. So we just like to say that we don't want them at all. I love every minute of that. It's incredible, yeah. Everyone in it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, love it so much. <laughs> At the end, it's like, do you do you imagine that there could ever be any peace between peace. snowboarders and skiers? I'm afraid not. This only ends one way <laughs> with, the, with the death of every snowboarder. <laughs> the death of every snowboarder. <laughs> At my hand. What are we going to do next time, Andy? What's next on the Halloween slate? We're going to watch not only a Halloween decom, but also the first ever Disney Channel original movie, wow. which is under wraps uh which is from 1997 and it's a film about a mummy who lives with the kid hip-hop bebop dance yeah he drop. hip-hop bebop dance silly drop and yo yo he's a wicked pharaoh um, um it's not on disney plus yeah there this. are a few decoms that aren't on disney plus i don't know so, why. okay all right it's baffling there is a film called under wraps on disney plus they remade it Last year. Yeah. There's a sequel to that remake coming out this year. Yes. But we're talking about the original 1997. Which, even though Disney clearly treasures enough to uh, remake and do a sequel to that remake, cannot be bothered to upload the MP4 of Under Wraps to the Disney Plus content management system or whatever, because it just isn't there, along with a few other choice decoms. So we are going to basically run into this problem as the podcast progresses. Sometimes it's going to be... There's no decom. way we're not doing The Other Me, and they've take, the CIA took that off. We've already covered exactly. this. Exactly. So we have to do Under Wraps because it's a great Halloween one, and we love it, but you will have to find alternate means of viewing it. Yeah. Um, I will read you the description from IMDb. Yes, please. Three curious teenagers and one very confused mummy collaborate through some risky adventures with a race against time to reunite the mummy with his lover 4,500 years ago. (laughs) It's a real horny mummy. This mummy's gone many, many years without love. And it's up to these kids. It's up to these children to 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 make it happen. Make it happen for this lucky mummy. (laughs) For this lucky mummy. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it five stars. Um, Please, I know we haven't earned it. I know we haven't earned. Like Marnie, we're asking uh, with the unearned competence of a Marnie. We're asking for five stars. Asking for five stars, and write us a nice review. Say how you liked how we dumped on that thirteen-year-old girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more spooky decoms. Normally, like to end with some a fun line from the film we've covered, but there weren't any, unfortunately. (laughs) So (laughs) just bye. Bye. (laughs) 